0: folks i'm tom and i'm vince welcome to friday night beer a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand
1: but that you probably won't and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained.
0: Merry Christmas, Vince.
1: Merry Christmas. It's, uh, uh, it's, not, uh.
0: it's not quite Christmas, but it is the holiday season. Has
1: Sesame Street ever made the Count Santa Claus? <laughs> really missing an opportunity.
0: ah. Uh, 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 uh. uh.
1: One present for you.
0: Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. You know what, Vince? You should work for Sesame Street. Today's beer has a special holiday flair and a special holiday name. It's called... No well.
1: I didn't know if we were doing that. (laughs) I caught no, it in half I was
0: going to... I was thought about shoehorning in a Noel Devine reference, but I think that might be too... Wow. Old. No, that's gorgeous.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. In the best version of NCAA, which happens to be NCAA 2009 yeah. for the Xbox 360, Noel Devine is the starting running back for West Virginia. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> he, he was a special guy, but, uh, but yeah, Vince, why don't you tell us a little about this special beer?
1: Okay. So this is, <laughs> to quote... A wild, dark, strong holiday ale. Love
0: love that they just went hard on that.
1: So as far as like types, I don't think we're going to get another wild, dark, strong holiday <laughs> ale. But we have had some holiday ales here. Uh, the description reads as beautiful mahogany hue. It's just a peek into the deep, malty, complex wild ale that lies within this holiday package. Notes of candied pecans, truffles, sugar plums, and spiced fruit cake shine through the silky body boasting of caramel malts and delicately layered hops. From our family to yours, please enjoy this extra special holiday ale. I Cheers and mahalo. I, I didn't realize it was like an actual <laughs> note. No, it's okay. Good Lord. Either way, um, this comes from Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales, which is out in Dexter, Michigan, not too far from Ann Arbor. And if you're ever in Ann Arbor, they do have a brew pub there.
0: Is that also where Dexter went into hiding when he became a lumberjack at the end of that show?
1: Yes, it is also the hometown of Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, good. Dexter and Dee Dee. Science, God. I don't know their last name.
0: So this is a, this is essentially a hometown beer for you, Ann Arbor. Yeah, area. And
1: it, it definitely in a way. And so I'm particularly excited because Jolly Pumpkin is, they're pretty much the first big attempt at like sours. That's all they do, right? They came in and IPAs were big, but no one was really doing sours except these like big established companies who could do like a one-off for it. No one focused on it. And that is... Kind of the story of Jolly Pumpkin, they saw that, I guess, lapse in the market yeah. and moved to fill it.
0: Yeah, and just to backtrack for one uh, longtime fans will know we did a Christmas beer last year. We did Fistmas on the show. I feel like this beer went all out in trying to provide Christmas in a can. I mean, just your description of that was basically like every holiday flavor combined into one.
1: Well, and it is confusing because it's Jolly Pumpkin and the can art has a pumpkin on it. And even you yourself, when I proposed it, you said, well, why are we doing a pumpkin?
0: Yeah, I thought it was a pumpkin flavored beer, but it's not. It's pretty much everything else besides pumpkin.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, what if we did this? What if we crack it? And then I know you've got some juicy details on how the name came about.
0: Yeah, I do. So let's give it a crack. Cheers. Cheers, Tom. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) Oh, what the? Santa says what
1: the? Oh, yeah, so it smells funky for sure. You can smell that
0: farmhouse. It smells, honestly, it smells like gingerbread cookies to me. Really? Yeah. Holy moly. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you can taste the sour in it.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: Yeah, this is going to be interesting for you. This
0: is just an explosion of combinations and flavors.
1: It's 9% as well.
0: Yeah, not not light. So, Jolly Pumpkin, the brewery, was founded by a guy named Ron Jeffries, who, as they say on the website, has forgotten more about sour beer than most humans will ever know. You would probably love hanging out with this guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, if he really got into some fruited sours, then we could talk if he was like a man of that. Yeah,
0: so this guy, Ron, 1991, he began studying brewing science with always having an eye towards opening his own brewery. Then he started doing it professionally in 1995, and he quickly became well-known in Michigan's emerging craft beer scene. You know, he's progressed from brewer to craftsman to artist, and most recently, philosopher and visionary. He calls himself Captain Ron, and uh, he now practices the art of Hawaiian time full-time Uh, What does that mean? Does that just mean you're retired? Well, I don't think he's retired, but it sounds like this guy is wearing like Hawaiian shirts 24-7. Good for him. Um, But he started Jolly Pumpkin in 2004. Now, why is it called Jolly Pumpkin? Well, when they were coming up with names, they had a brainstorming session. And they wanted to combine something that everybody liked at the time, which was everyone's favorite holiday, Halloween, everyone's favorite Halloween costume, the Pirates, some of his favorite locations, which are all tropical, and his two nicknames, Brewmaster Spooky and and Captain Ron. So henceforth, the strange name was combined into one, which kind of makes sense considering what we're drinking right here, where they're just... Throwing a lot of ingredients into one experience.
1: And what's crazy is I don't think it's a ton of ingredients so much as it is just a ton of different notes and flavors that come from yeah. the process.
0: Well, I'm just I'm just counting. I'm going to read it again. Notes of candied pecans, truffles, sugar plums, spiced fruitcake shine. And that's not even getting into all the different hops, which you mentioned. Yeah.
1: It's been aging in oak. It's spent six months
0: in oak barrels, so yeah.
1: this, is, this is a beast.
0: Yeah, and Vince, I'm sure you're thinking, oh God, Tom's not going to like this. I'm actually enjoying it so far, but I will say this is one of the least crushable cans we've had in a long really? time. Really? Okay,
1: yeah. let me, because let me, I, I feel like I could just send it down.
0: I need to sip it slowly, otherwise it overwhelms my senses. <laughs>
1: I could probably send it down. You're right. It's a little. It's got a lot of pucker to it, yeah. which is good. <laughs> Hawaiian time. <laughs> what, the, what does that even mean?
0: Stop wearing a watch when I move down here. <laughs> so we uh, we really globbed onto the Captain Ron thing. And if you, oh my god, yes. And if you don't know who who Captain Ron is, you're probably someone our age because we didn't know him either. I had no idea. But there's a movie called Captain Ron. It came out in 1992, starring Kurt Russell as the title character. And he's uh, well. It just seems like he's a real loafer of a, a sailor. He takes a family out on vacation. Excuse me. Uh, played by Martin Short, and we watched the trailer for it. And this movie looks absolutely terrible.
1: I mean, the trailers <laughs> back then just—they're—they're they're not up to snuff. It's like seeing very early art. Like right. whoever was creating trailers. They didn't realize that that could be cinematically awesome to watch. They are just like, oh, I don't care. Slap some voice on it and, and get my man Ralph in there to be like, this summer, blank and blank, meet. I mean, this and is. And hysterics ensue.
0: It's exactly what South Park parodied with the Rob Schneider movies. Yes. It was like, Rob Schneider is a regular guy until one day he becomes a carrot. <laughs> I'm a carrot. <laughs> this summer, Rob Schneider is the carrot. <laughs> there was an era of movie going when. All you really had were posters, you know. Like yeah. the only time people saw trailers were at the movies. I'm sure in 1992 they were like, "Kurt Russell, Martin Short, what more do you need to say? Just slap them on a poster. You've got Captain Ron." Yeah, I'm curious how well this did at the box office. Oh well, I can tell you in because just as a second,
1: you mentioned in our conversation beforehand, when you were informing me of Captain Ron's existence, right? It's had a resurgence resurgence recently <laughs> due to the dearth of <laughs> nautical comedies.
0: This is where like sometimes Wikipedia research can go horribly wrong. But like <laughs> just that sentence, the it found a niche among sailors. <laughs> like, like what are we? Are sailors jonesing for sailing themed <laughs> family comedies? Like how, this is <laughs> what I can get behind.
1: This man understands the hardships of life on the open ocean.
0: So this movie uh, came out on September eighteenth, nineteen ninety two. Wow, they, two days before
1: I turned two years old. It was a
0: budget of twenty four million. It's uh, <laughs> entirely too much. Box office twenty two million. Ooh. So that I'm sure this budget doesn't include marketing. So they took a bath on this movie. Yikes. Financially, it also has a twenty six percent Rotten Tomatoes. So here's the thing, though. I feel like when you're really young, it, whatever, like family comedies are out around that time you kind of just have a nostalgic love for them no matter how shitty they are because the reason i knew this movie was we had a babysitter who loved captain rock was he
1: like a part-time sailor no
0: (laughs) it was was a woman um shout out to jane but yeah i think she must have been like i don't know eight years older than us maybe nine ten but, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, like, when she was a kid, Captain Rom was, like, the shit. But, yeah, I was way too young. <laughs> I wasn't even, I was barely alive. I was only, like, two or three months <laughs> I old. I was barely <laughs> alive. <laughs> anyway, let's put Captain Ron aside for a second. So, Vince, the other thing that immediately jumped into my head when I saw this was the night, Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Okay, I thought you might go there because, yeah. like we have said, the art has a pumpkin but we didn't mention that it has a Santa hat on.
0: I don't think there's anything that's more popular that combines Halloween and Christmas together than The Nightmare Before Christmas. I
1: don't think there's anything else that tries that. Right. Like, that's that's very Tim Burton.
0: It is very Tim Burton. And, I mean, do you have a relationship with this movie? Like, do you have a fondness? I thought you were
1: about a... to ask me if I had a relationship with, with Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but boy, would I like to. That is... Talk about people who it's got to be really weird to date.
0: Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. Let's ask Helena Bonham Carter about that.
1: I like I'm not letting him plan any of the dates. <laughs> because I might end up at like a Play Doh factory.
0: He's done some really weird ones. I mean, Edward 40 Hands. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Edward <Cister. laughs> You hate to hear that. <laughs> have, you, have you played Edward 40 Hands, I presume? I've never played it. Uh, what? No,
1: no, no. I've never played it. Oh, my God. You got to try it. I, I'm not a huge malt liquor guy, believe it or not. You know,
0: you can sub out for just 40 ounces of beer, but it doesn't make it that much easier, I, I have to say. Okay. Um, for those who have not played, Edward 40 Hands is uh, when you tape two 40 ounce bottles to your hands uh, with duct tape and you have to drink both of them, and that's pretty much the whole game.
1: And it's named after Edward Scissor Hands, right. which is a Johnny Depp movie in which he's some sort of like Frankenstein and he didn't have hands. He had scissors for hands instead. Right. It's very strange. My whole thing with Edward 40 Hands is. You duct tape them to your hands. Well, what if you have to pee? Like, I could see myself right. panicking, and rather than just, like, peeing my pants, I would just, like, smash the bottle Well, there's and only go, go to town. Well,
0: there's only, like, two options. Obviously, option one is you, you know, release yourself. The other option is you could, if you have a, you know, a friend help you out. Special friend, perhaps? <laughs>
1: yeah, I'd like to see how well that would go over. <laughs>
0: I've never had to use that method. I've always made it the full eighty ounces. Eighty ounces before peating. Yeah. You know what? We're not going to run out of this beer from the can into the glass, which is what we're going to do right now. So it's supposed to be mahogany. Because
1: I'll be a hundred percent honest. I have not tasted a lot of these. I, I guess notes that they said like the candied. First of all, I don't know what candied pecans taste like. So that could, that could be a problem. Or sugar plums. Really, I don't think I've had any of the things that they have on it. A spiced fruit cake.
0: <laughs> well, you've actually drank a sour, dark sour recently on this show, the Geoa Nights. I tried that afterwards. I enjoyed the flavor of this more, but it is kind of a similar start. Sure. And that also was full of plum.
1: Yeah, this is a little less pruny. This is a little more funky, a little wilder, which yeah. makes sense. Because what these guys do is... And this is what's super interesting about the way that they brew their beers is again since it's sours what you can do is actually like have a culture of yeast that is consistent or well as consistent as it can be and you keep it alive and then you inject it you inoculate your beers they don't do that at all they rely entirely on naturally occurring yeast in the barrels so what i was reading a little bit about and this is similar to kind of like bourbon where they do the I don't have you ever seen the documentary neat Yeah it's they really awesome for anyone who hasn't seen it highly recommend but they start talking about how like different areas of a warehouse where they leave these to age have different environmental factors and that changes the complexion of of a single barrel potentially which is why they have single barrel and then they have small batch But they have to mix those around to get something consistent. And they have to do something similar here where in order to get the taste that they're looking for, they may have to mix three or four different barrels of this beer. It's pretty fascinating when you think about it. And it seems like a big risk business-wise.
0: We've also, earlier this year, we did a barrel-aged beer with uh, the Rogue Ales. Yep. Um, which was fantastic. This is obviously a completely different beer. But, yeah, I mean, it it seems like this place is about patience with the process and a real fun spirit with all the different beers that they've done. I mean, just looking through their website. Yeah. It seems like they have a lot of interesting options. Clearly, this is a unique one that's specific to the holidays. But, you know, we haven't really talked about what this makes us feel organically. We kind of just talked around, like, what was just – there for us yeah anything that's popping up for you just based on like how you're tasting it and how it's making you feel
1: well so as i taste it it's it's so it's wild because i don't i get the pucker of the sour but i it doesn't taste like you would imagine something sour to taste yeah if that makes sense i don't feel like i have a lemon in there but i can feel the reaction that my body has to a lemon you know that The inside of your cheeks start to like, I guess, flex a little bit. Sure. You know what I'm talking about. Against your teeth.
0: Yeah, this is getting uh, more easy for me to drink. Like at first, every sip I was like kind of wincing with the sour kick. And now that I'm a little more used to it, it's kind of opening up the flavors for me.
1: Right. And now I can actually like taste a little bit on the back end of my palate some of that barrel aging. I think this is
0: considerably better out of the glass, by the way.
1: Oh, interesting. That's just
0: my opinion.
1: I'm going to have a side-by-side here real quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, when I think about, you know, we've talked about Christmas content in the past. This, to me, doesn't really remind me that much of Christmas. Like, when you actually just taste the beer, which is odd because, like, the whole can is just so blatantly Christmassy. What kind of things have you seen where it was, like, packaged to you one way, but... The way you actually watched it was completely different. Oh,
1: that's interesting. Because
0: I got, I got an example that I can think if of. If you about.
1: have one right off, go for
0: it. So Adventureland comes to mind for me. Have you seen Adventureland? Yes. Yeah, so Adventureland, it's Jesse Eisenberg and it's Kristen Stewart. And
1: No, give, give the main event. Let's hear his name. <laughs> Let's hear his
0: name. Bill Hader. The other one. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> this was... The trailer made it seem like this was gonna be like a raunchy teen comedy, like super bad. Literally, the guy who directed Super directed this movie. His name's Greg Matola. The movie is just it's not like that at all. It's still funny, but it's much more about like a coming of age story. Um, it's about like, you know, not knowing what you wanna do with your life after college, working like a dead-end job, and there's some like heavy shit in there. It's it's one of my favorite movies ever, but The way that it was marketed, I think, didn't really do it any favors because people were thinking like, oh, it's gonna be a bunch of dick jokes and it's gonna be a bunch of silly nonsense. And it wasn't really like that. And I I feel like that's kind of the You got thrown by the dark ale. Yeah, I was very thrown by that.
1: That's you felt that it should and it is dark looking at it. It is it is It looks extremely dark. It's dark, but what you didn't excuse me, what you didn't count on is the culture's in there, right? right? The And the wildness and the farmhouse, the funk of it all. So I understand where you're coming from. And I think for me, there are a lot of movies, right, where you thought it was going to go one way and then it's going to go another. And I'm trying, I think, a like a classic one that we've talked about and almost ad nauseum so we don't have to go there is how we all kind of thought that Forgetting Sarah Marshall, similar to that, was going to be this laugh out loud comedy. But what it, what was it? It was a romantic comedy flipped on its head for guys, essentially. It was
0: really uh, a tragedy for most of the movie until about the latter third, but... Yeah. Yeah, they did flip that premise on its head, for sure.
1: Um, I would say that Krampus, to go holiday on it, is another one. Yeah. I saw everyone... And this is kind of a shame on me a little bit, because you can do a lot with these trailers, as we've seen. You can turn anything that... Any scary movie, just by shifting the tone and maybe lightening the the background a little bit and choosing scenes, you could turn that into a comedy. However you want. There's been a lot of misdirection on, I think, when people start using comedic actors in more serious roles. And Krampus is one of those that I thought you got Adam Scott in it. It's got a lot of people who are known quantities from comedies. Adam
0: Scott, Dave Kushner... Uh, Alison Tolman, Tony Collette.
1: Well, not Tony Collette, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Dave Kushner, aka okay. Whammy!
1: So, I mean, you've got those guys and you're seeing that and you're like, this is gonna be some sort of weird, maybe like slightly dark comedy. And then yeah. if you watch it, it's pure horror. And how well that's executed depends on how much of a stickler you are for horror for the genre yeah. but like it's the whole idea is the Krampus is the real Santa Claus and he comes in and takes bad children. Right. But he turns out to be real.
0: You know, oddly tying this back to the the beginning part of this podcast. There has not been a lot of good Christmas horror. Like <laughs> Santa Slay? <laughs> no, I I wouldn't consider that a good. Jack film. Frost 2? Did they make a sequel? Yes, we've talked
1: about this on the pod. No, no, we've
0: talked. I, I didn't see the, the sequel. I
1: haven't seen it either, yeah. but I know he's back and he's out for blood.
0: Right. The first one was not supposed to be funny or not supposed to be scary. I should say.
1: I want to go back really quickly if I can before I rate this to like yeah. the taste and the flavors of it and how what like drinking it is like because it is, it's heavy, but it's sour. It's playful. It's all over the place. I almost want to go with. An actor or actress who is like, has that playful energy about them, but also can deliver. They can deliver in a huge, huge way. And I just read about him. Alan Rickman.
0: Oh, man.
1: This beer is Alan Rickman. By all accounts, Alan Rickman is an absolute powerhouse of an actor. Someone to be respected, but the nicest most sincere individual with all of his castmates everybody around there's tons and tons of stories about it you look at him on screen you're like holy crap that's powerful but he enjoys a good little prank here and there he told tom felton not to step on his fucking coat cloak or something like that and the guy was like oh my god and he goes i'm kidding
0: you know who just popped into my head that's like that too is andy circus Really? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like Gollum is a goofball for a lot of those films. Yeah. But when he gets serious, he gets fucking insane. Oh. And, you know, I feel like a lot of the characters Andy Serkis plays, whether it's his human form or like these digital recreations he's a part of, there's a there's a lingering craziness in the background where you're like, I don't want to see that side come out.
1: But maybe you do because it's entertaining. That's the funk of it. Right. That's the funk of it. We came here kind of expecting, based on the dark ale description, right? And also kind of what we've read and heard about barrel aging. We know a little bit about that, too. We thought we were going to get something strong. We did get something strong. But there's a lot to play with in between that. This is
0: a perplexing beer, but in a good way. So, Vince, uh, as far as my rating... I'm gonna give this a 3.5 out of five toms. I'm having a good time with it. It's it's settling in with me well. Um, I take back what I said about it not being crushable. Like I think I think you could ease into some crushableness with it, but be careful, dude. Always, for a nine yeah.
1: percent, this is this is crushable.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I enjoy it. I, I'm a fan. Good. I I'm with you. Um, I'm
1: always going to be really high on fruited sours. This is a more traditional sour and I'm enjoying it. I think I'm ready to give it a 3.75 out of five Vinces. Uh, I think it's well done. I think it's even all the more impressive that it's done completely naturally. I'm looking forward to having a little bit more from Jolly Pumpkin. I want to see if maybe they've got some fruited offerings. Who knows?
0: <laughs> you might just want to hang out with Captain Ron for a while and see what all the fun's about. Yeah,
1: yeah. or find out what Hawaii time is.
0: This Christmas, Vince hangs out with Captain Ron in Fruited Sour 2. <laughs> this time, it's personal. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hang out with him, and I show up for dinner at 7, and then he calls me at 8.15 after I've left and goes, Where are you?" And I say, What the fuck, man? It's an hour and 15 minutes. I left. He goes, Well, no, I'm on Hawaii time.
0: I don't need to do till until 2 a.m. Eastern.
1: So then I ask, So Hawaii time is an hour and 15 minutes behind Central Standard? Is that what
0: I'm to understand?
1: <laughs> no, it's not consistent. Sir, I can't hang out with you.
0: Well, here's what you can do. You can follow us on social media at friday.night.beers, Instagram, Twitter. You can also subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please have a great holiday season. We're wrapping up season two pretty soon. But until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze. (laughs) Ho <laughs> Ah! 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 One
1: gift! Two gifts! Ah!
0: Ah! Ah!